Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. No matter what Biden says about, you know, we're going to attack inflation. When you attack inflation, there's no way to do it when it's a pleasant experience for the economy or the people in it. Uh, It never has been. So this is, this is, it's often described as taking the punch bowl away, which is a rather gentle way of saying uh, that you're going to make, you know, money tighter and it's going to be tough for people. The question, the discussion about inflation thus far has mostly been about, you know, prices rising. It really puts a squeeze on folks, especially the working classes, et cetera, et cetera. But as Britt Hume indicated there, uh, you know, we've dealt with rampant inflation before. Various economies have. And the way you end it generally or slow it down, is to choke the money supply so hard. It's near impossible to get a business loan. It's it's excruciating yeah. to get a mortgage. Oh, boy. I'm Credit cards, sky high, car loans, brutal. Crap. Yeah, yeah. So that's the cure. Of course, poor Uncle Joe, he's not even sure if it's 1930 or 2021. Uh, pull that back, Jen Psaki, just moments ago, when asked, reiterated that Joe Biden intends to run in 2024. Why no, is not. it's interesting? Is this going to be ongoing for the next three years? Somebody asks every day, and they say every day, "Of course he's running." I totally get that. Otherwise, he's a lame duck, and lame duck presidents get nothing done. Yeah, except that only a numbskull would believe he's running again. He's barely functional now. We're talking about more than three years from now till his next inauguration would be. Uh, well, there's no advantage to announcing you're not running, and there's no upside. No. Um, and once uh, once he gets built back better through some version of it, I don't think he cares anymore. Yeah. He's, a, he's accomplished more in terms of growing the government and spending money than maybe any president ever. Certainly uh, ranking up there with FDR, so. Gotta crush that build back Venezuela bill. Joe Manchin, I don't care what they offer you. Please. West Virginia Disney. I don't know. You get uh, like a third of California, and you call it West West Virginia, and you get I don't need I don't know what they're going to offer you. Anyway, I found this uh, really interesting. The Wapo, who I frequently gripe about, but they do solid journalism when they're not just so political they make you want to vomit. And remember, I and, talked yesterday. They got that new editor woman that's done a couple of stories in recent months. She's got a new view, and her view at the Washington Post is: we don't want to just ignore a giant swath of the country. So give the Washington Post another chance if you read newspapers. They got a, a new attitude over there. Yeah, there's still plenty that's way political, but you know they didn't fire absolutely everybody and start again. They're going to have to reinstill some old school journalistic ethics. Um, I mean, I'm thinking in particular one more gripe before I get to the good stuff uh, of their coverage of all the protests around Europe uh, over vaccine mandates and and lockdowns and that sort of thing. And they couched it in terms of right-wing extremists. And then they later concede that, well, uh, the demonstration was like 50 times as many people as you could explain by saying it's right-wing extremists. So why did you frame it that way in the first place? I like That's the way it's deliberately misleading. The left we've uh, is really good at language. We've always talked about that. They're just really good at, at changing language to win arguments. Well, we can be gooder. Uh, pro-choice, you know, catching on and just everybody uses it regularly, you know, that sort of thing. Um, the, the Making all these protests be about anti-vaxxers was a right. pretty good verbal game right there. No, Yeah, it's dishonest and I mean. don't believe in mandates. I, I've, I'm vaccinated, but I don't think you should make people get vaccinated. No. Nope. Yeah, extremely uncomfortable with forced medical treatment over here. 
Yeah. Anyway, so this is something they did pretty well. The cost of delay, how your holiday shopping cart explains the damaged global supply chain. And they did several different items, which I thought was smart. Four in particular. The puffer jacket produced by Primary, a kid's apparel company. Jack, have your kids been hankering for that puffer jacket? Mm, I don't think so. All right, well. I'll drop them a text. They'll start bugging you for that. Plus the electronic Got to Glow Fairy Finder, a Wowee toy. That's a company that's expected to be one of the hottest this year. So it's kind of a, it's got a computer chip in it. It's a, it's a fairy finder, apparently, for, for the little girls, I would guess, and, and, and the more sensitive little fellas. One don't enjoy a, a fire truck. One thing about the modern world, like my kids don't watch any commercial television where you would see ads. I don't know how a kid would even become aware of a popular toy now. Uh, it'd have to be from friends, I guess. And I don't know where they find about it. Because there, there, aren't, there aren't ads on your Nintendo Switch where you're playing Fortnite telling you about the new uh, whammo this or that, like when we were kids. Sure, yeah. That is interesting. Uh, let's see. The third product was an artificial Christmas tree manufactured by the National Tree Company. And finally, a sparkling... Do you have an artificial Jesus that you worship? Oh, then get an my. artificial what? Christmas tree. What? You heathen. Wow, there's a lot there. And finally, a sparkling wine sold by the Francis Ford Coppola Winery. So you got jacket, toy, tree, wine. Man, and they... dog, bench... <laughs> No, this is not the presidential oh. coherence test okay. or whatever it's cognitive uh, test. No, the puffer jacket used to take 116 days to manufacture two years ago. It's the same right now. Shipping was 33 days. Now it's 70 days. Okay, doubled. Right. Here's the problem. Uh, ships are traveling to the port of Long Beach where they import these things from uh, Vietnam where they're uh, assembled. The fabric and trim are prepared in China, then they assemble them in Vietnam, then ship them to the U.S., and indeed they're waiting four to six weeks to dock in California. Wow! And then air freight lands in Chicago or New York at a higher cost than shipping by sea, so that'll crank up the cost, so they're not trying to do that. So it's it's purely a, a shipping problem with this product. Okay. Uh, and there, there are more details to it, but eh, I don't want to exhaust you. Let's go to that uh, Got to Glow Fairy Finder. Normally it takes 60 to 90 days to manufacture. Now it takes 180 to 240 days to manufacture. Two to almost three times as long. Plus the shipping has gone from five weeks to ten weeks. And they go into the origin of the toy, and it's it's a entrepreneur who had this idea. It's really kind of a cool story, the sort of thing I wish I had the, the brains and balls to do. But anyway... Um, so uh, they point out that they're having terrible trouble getting the very basic computer chips uh, for this thing, which was supposed to be a crazy hot toy. Uh, whoops, I just skipped past that. Um, uh, it's, it's supplies. They can't find the integrated circuit chips. They can't find workers to program them. Um, and they're having trouble with some of the other raw materials. So their main delay is production, uh, parts, shortages, and materials. Plus the distribution thing. Then you got the Christmas trees. They, too, are, are struggling to find materials, and their shipping's gone from three weeks to eight weeks. Uh, shipping container, harder and more expensive, multiple times more expensive to ship, which is one of their main costs, and so they're having trouble selling this at a, uh, at a cost that people want to buy. And then finally, you got the wine, which I thought was interesting. 
the manufacturing is taking, instead of six and a half months, ten months. And the shipping time has tripled. Uh, let's see. The glass bottles from China increased in price nearly 70% in the past year and now need three additional months of lead time. Uh, there's not a shortage of glass ingredients, just increased demand across all industries. I mean, wineries are competing with jarred pasta sauce and jam for manufacturing time. Then they mentioned several of the other uh, inputs for both the wine and the bottles and the corks and the, the foils and everything. Um, it's taking longer. Uh, cork, lead time doubled to two months. The bag that they put the gift uh, champagne in, two-month lead time has doubled to four. Citric acid used to enhance the taste profile of wine. Prices have increased 250% since May of this year. The wire cage production from three to five months. Prices have gone up 13%, which is modest. But uh, And the metal cap, you can picture it on a, a bottle of champagne. It's gone from one month to get them to... Uh, I'm sorry, from two weeks to one month, the price is up as well. So different products, different causes, a lot of shipping, all sorts of materials. The pandemic has just thrown so many things into into flux and disarray. It's crazy. You can't shut off a world economy and then turn it back on and have it get back to where it was very easily, which shouldn't be surprising, and it's not. It's no secret. Judy and I love the wine. We love the champagne. It's hard to get. It's expensive. We've taken a making Pruno. Prison toilet wine. <laughs> Luckily, we have a guest room, and uh, and we use that toilet. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So you make it at home, yeah. Because you're when you said prison toilet, I thought you're like you're going to your local prison and making it there. Why don't you use your own toilet? It just seems more sanitary. Oh no, I, I can't use that. I used to use the prison because the labor was cheap, but now uh, shipping times are too long. <laughs> My prison wine is sitting on a container ship inside the port of Long Beach. Making Bruno in your own home. Yeah, we don't have to use the toilet. I don't know. Only the first seven or eight sips burn. After that, yeah, you lose the feeling in your throat. One of the big headlines today is that Joe Biden has decided to tap the strategic oil reserve. Bah, that's what I say. To lower the price of gas heading into the holiday season when people are doing a lot of driving. Uh, Interesting point made by the Federalist. Biden is tapping the strategic oil reserve 11 months after he suspended oil and gas leases in America. So the same administration that stopped drilling for oil in a bunch of different places with an energy independent nation is now having to dip into the strategic oil reserve because we don't have enough oil that can you mm. and adding humiliation to bad policy. We've got to beg OPEC to crank out more. Somebody want to ask him about that or ask Jen Psaki about that in this person? I mean, it's just, I mean, right. I, 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 anyway, there you go. There it is. Batakeshi Kefkar. Mm-hmm. Batakepa. How does it go? Palad Batakefkar. Yeah. Palad Batakefkar. One more time. Palad Batakefkar. Palad Batakefkar. Palad Batakefkar. There it is. Uh, Uber is going to get into the cannabis business. It probably makes sense. And uh, the mullet is really having a moment again. Uh, it's Whoa, whoa, whoa. Really? It's just not, like, ironically cool. It's cool, cool. Just last night, my daughter texted me and said her boyfriend was thinking about getting a mullet. What did I think? It's 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 back, and it's real, and it's not, like, to be ironic. It's just it's just the haircut that people like. I will I tell you more about our exchange when we discuss this. All right. All that on the way. For the productive segment, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Armstrong and Getty. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. That is something that I really love about the mullet is that there is no gender to it, really. There can be a more masculine look or a more feminine look, but overall, the hairstyle in general can can definitely suit all genders. Apparently, <laughs> um, the mullet, you know, this is, uh, I don't know if you've ever like read about or gotten a speech about how things come in and out of style. It's really pretty interesting. We had a boss that explained it to us one time. But it's uh, the early adopters, you know, and they're usually the hippest of the hip, and sometimes we all think they're weird and we laugh at them, but then they, they do it, and then a larger crowd, and then and then on the tail end of it, it's like at Walmart, long after the hipsters have start, stopped wearing whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just goes through a phase like that. Well, the, the mullet has been out there among, you know, the super edgy for a while, but it has now gone more or less mainstream. I see it on uh, the the, uh, the playground all the time. I mean, so the mullet is is here and it is back, and you know, as all fashions do, the long the old mullet. Kentucky waterfall. <laughs> 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 so, uh, my daughter Delaney texts me last night. She says uh, her boyfriend is thinking about getting a mullet. What do I think? And I sent her back a picture of the fish, the mullet, and I said, "Absolutely, he should get two. And she sent back a screen capture block contact. <laughs> I said, sorry, if, if we're talking about the hairdo sometimes uh, referred to as the Kentucky waterfall, no, don't do it. Uh, little did I know. I, I've got to apologize. Now. It's just the haircut now if you're a cool person, man or woman. He's got long enough hair, too, that he could have an insta really good mullet. Um, What is a mullet for people who don't know? Because it hasn't business really been popular. Party in, it hasn't business been popular. in the front party in the back. It hasn't been popular, popular since the 80s, so unless you're of a certain age, you haven't had it around. Yeah, but it's lived on in infamy. True that. If you watch Joe Dirt, I think uh, probably uh, Joe Dirt, the movie Joe Dirt, did more for the mullet than practically anything. Oh, yeah. David Spade and Kid, uh, Kid Rock. I remember when it was like the coolest cut you could possibly oh, have yeah. all my friends among the rock and roll guitar player crowd. I didn't have the hair for it, but all my friends in high school had the mullet, the cool mullet. Um, the haircut goes back centuries, Joe. The roots of the modern-day mullet can be traced back to the Native American people. from uh, historic Kentucky. <laughs> from the Oregon area, Chief Joseph, leader of the Nez Perce Indians of that area, kept the mulleted look, and uh, they believe that's where it started. Hmm. Chief Joe, way to go, brother. You can have a masculine mullet. You can have a feminine mullet. So there you go. Fantastic. The mullet is back. If I had hair, maybe my I'll convince my uh, youngest to get the mullet. Get yourself a mullet hairpiece. Uh, You're a man of means. Come on. <laughs> get you a good one. Uh, NPR out with an interesting story today we should delve into. Parents are scrambling after schools suddenly cancel class over staffing and burnout. I didn't know this was happening, but apparently all across the country, they're adding on days this week. To the normal Thanksgiving break, like either this week or starting on Monday and Tuesday because they ain't got enough teachers or burnout or lack of discipline and fights or all kinds of different reasons, but it ain't cold. Wow. Wow. How interesting. Yeah. Well, and I know there are a heck of a lot of uh, districts that don't have enough teachers right now for various reasons, and so they got administrators and assistants and whatever trying to teach classes. One of the uh, quotes in the article, and I haven't had a chance to read it yet because I just came across it from NPR, we all feel like we're witnessing the death of public education up close and personal. Well, I, there's a lot of good to that for me. Uh, not the death of, but at least the remaking of, relooking at. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, we might have reached a tipping point coming out of the pandemic. As, yeah, I'm, as we saw in Virginia in the election. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I, I'm a little worried that the new form will be worse than the old form, uh, but it can't go on as it is. Public schools are just getting worse and worse. Nope, people got pretty fed up. A lot of people got pretty fed up with the whole you shut down the schools and then you could, didn't have any justification for it, and then you had the moving goalposts for why you couldn't teach kids. It's, it was pretty maddening. It's still maddening. Now, this is in Toronto, Canada. It's a foreign land, uh, but our friend Tim Sandifer sent this to me. Toronto District School Board Superintendent vetoes student book event with Yazidi activist and Nobel Peace Prize laureate Nadia Murad because her memoir about being captured and sexually enslaved by Islamic State terrorists, quote, would foster Islamophobia. Oh, yeah, wouldn't want that. Telling the truth will lead to a result I don't want, so you're forbidden from telling the truth. See how often you witness that and how it's exclusively among the progressive types. Yeah. Wow, that's something. Canada has a different view of these things. Um, Rittenhouse, Worse. the Rittenhouse kid, was on with Tucker Carlson last night. I was amazed by that interview. Really impressed. We can play you some of that coming up in the next half hour. Buy merch at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hi, I'm the speechwriter for the President of the United States, Joe Biden. I know you're thinking Joe Biden makes a lot of gaffes. It must be frustrating to write his speeches, but you're wrong. Joe Biden is a brilliant orator. That's just how Zadu talk, talk, and type speeches, Jacko. <laughs> we all know the classics. Next Snell, Narendra. Donald Trump does pose an excellent strength to this. The, it's not hypothetical. My bus been wet. My bus been wet. True international depression. True international depression. A lot of people laugh at these moments, but I, I don't get it. I mean, he nailed it. Didn't even rehearse or nothing. One take Biden, I call him. I really thought Drew to national pressure was going to throw him for a loop, but nope. He's speaking a word from his teeth hole, lickety splat. <laughs> speaking a word from his teeth hole, lickety splat. We got a little more of that. That's pretty funny. There was one day I was working on a speech. I don't know about what. Nothing important. Something about jobs. Who cares? When the muse struck me, much like how I imagined she struck Michelangelo when he made David. Corn pop. Who was corn pop? What kind of dudes did he run? Was his was his razor clean or was it rusty? I just started writing. The words flowed from me like an arch stream to a urinal. Was corn no. pop a good dude? No. In fact, he was not. That's my Sergeant Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. The folks at the Babylon Bee. Nice. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. Was his razor rusty or clean? All right. Is there, there's one more clip. Is it worth playing or no? I don't know. Will it add or will it just be more? Executive producer Hanson says hit it. Does it annoy me that Biden gets all the credit for my Brilla Smart Think writing? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. But he's the prez prez, you know? I take pride that my writing has placed him in the ranks of other famous Prez Prez remarks. Four score and seven years ago. Ask not what your country can do for you. And because of me, lying dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
<laughs> have something in my eye. True international average of pressure. Good stuff. Speaking <laughs> of J- JFK, which he referenced there, QAnon, very disappointed yesterday. If you're old enough or a fan of history, November 22nd strikes you every year as the anniversary Kennedy was uh, shot in 1963. Uh, QAnon was expecting JFK's junior's return in Dallas yesterday on the anniversary of the... Were they now? That's what it says here. (laughs) A lot of different kinds of crazy in the world, Jack. That's one of them. And if JFK Jr. came back, he was going to what? Oh, he was going to help. Lead us all to the promise. He was going to help reinstall Donald Trump as president. I'm not exactly sure how JFK Jr. would do that. With his magical powers. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Wow. Hey, a couple of great pieces of news from our... uh, for our, our friends in the Los Angeles area, number one, everybody's favorite public health, hmm, I almost use a nasty word, uh, Dr. Furrer, says you could go ahead and have Thanksgiving with your family. That ruling from on high has been made, L.A. Celebrate Thanksgiving. Go ahead. Meanwhile, giant smash and grab breaking into Nordstrom store in the Grove late Monday night. Fairfax District, if you know L.A., unbelievable. At least 20 people involved. You know that idiotic headline in the USA Today I read you earlier. Uh, Will there be more of these smash and grabs? Experts say yes. So uh, clearly not the same crowd that hit the Nordstrom's a five-hour drive north. In the San Francisco area, was and a it? number of other stores in San Francisco. No, it's it's a trend. I've been following this actually for a couple of years. The popularity of getting a group together on social media, rushing a store. It started with convenience stores. Interestingly enough, you would just flood in there. Everybody would take everything they want. There's too many of you to stop. You'd empty the beers and the snacks and whatever else. And now it's just graduated. People have realized if you get enough folks together, you can overwhelm them and steal anything you want. Well, is law enforcement spending as much time trying to figure out the social media connections of this as they are supposed angry white males? Um, I mean, because if they're if they're getting together on social media, there's got to be a way to figure this out, doesn't there? Well, Make their if plan, they, they're smashing ribs. If they ain't yet, they're about to. Mm. They're going to start. They'd better be. Uh, victim robbed in broad daylight and shot at in Santa Monica, by the way. Uh, Gavin Newsom, the lunkhead, half-wit governor, fan of early dinners of Cal Unicornia, says, there's got to be accountability. We want people prosecuted. We want people to feel safe this holiday season. Yeah, it's your policies and those of, of people like you that have led to this disaster, Gavi. Unbelievable. Uh, China is continuing to protest the fact that we... Sailed a U.S. warship through the Taiwan Strait, apparently, today. That'd be the water between Taiwan, the island, and China. We sailed one of our big warships through there just to say, hey, we're, we're here, by the way. If you want to take Taiwan, you're going to have to go to war with the United States. Just let you know. Pipe um, down, you commie devils. That's what I say. China's not happy that we're doing that, so good. Yeah. Uh, but, but Oh, and we are going to get to Kyle Rittenhouse coming up here in a little bit. He was on Tucker Carlson last night. I was wrong. I, I said yesterday I thought it was a terrible idea for him to do an interview. The way he acquitted himself in that interview, I I, I, I can't see how he, he didn't do anything but help himself. Two votes out of two. 
I, I agree with you completely. So that's coming up in a moment. A quick word from our friends at CarShield. CarShield, did you know America's number one auto protection company? They've helped over one million drivers. Here's the deal. You get hit with what would have been an expensive and incredibly inconvenient uh, 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 repair. Well, CarShield's administrators deal with it for you. They handle the, par- the paperwork, the expensive payments, so you don't have to. So CarShield could save you thousands with the correct plan, the correct monthly coverage. Yeah, it's month to month, whether your car is 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles on it. You get the plan that fits your budget, a month to month situation that's led it to be America's number one auto protection company with a million drivers already. Yep, CarShield is the best defense against costly repairs that put a deep freeze on your plans and finances this winter. So visit carshield.com slash Armstrong to save 10%. Use our code. That's carshield.com slash Armstrong. A deductible may apply. carshield.com slash Armstrong. The dollar store is going to hike all its prices to $1.25, but continue to call themselves the dollar store. Fair enough. It's like penny candy or something. I don't know. I think it's like, so we were talking about this in the newsroom. I think it's like 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven hasn't been open from 7 to 11 like it was originally since I was a little kid. But it's still 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. Right? They're open sure. 24 hours. Dollar Tree will continue to be Dollar Tree when stuff costs 19 bucks. <laughs> Everything's, you know, 100 years from now. Right, right. Kind of reminds me of some of those like super crazy old timey terms that may have been at one point in our history uh, racially not so nice, but now nobody knows that and nobody thinks of it anymore. To pretend that it's still racist is silly. It's like marching into a Seven Eleven and screeching at them. How dare you stay open past eleven? I think it would be nice if everybody watched the Kyle Rittenhouse interview uh, on Tucker Carlson last night. I wish everybody would see it. Uh, People of all political stripes. Um, Of course, that won't happen because of the way people feel about Tucker Carlson and Fox and in some cases, Kyle Rittenhouse. They won't watch it, Um, which is too bad. We'll play you some highlights coming up. It was damned interesting. Stick around for that. Armstrong and Getty. I didn't know. I was quite, I was in shock. My head was spinning from being hit in the head multiple times. I had some minor injuries. Um, I just didn't know. I didn't know I was going to be arrested for defending myself because everything was on video. But part of the reason I think I was arrested is because of the mob mentality. And um, they were like, oh, uh, yeah, we're just going to arrest him, even though there was videos already out showing me being attacked and having to defend myself. Oh, yeah, we haven't even gotten into the whole uh, how his lawyers treated him after he, uh, after he ended up in jail. Oh, yeah, yeah, which is an ugly tale, and we, we can squeeze that in, but the original prosecution was absolutely clearly a political prosecution. I mean, the speed of it, they, in, they uh, uh, indicted him uh, two days after. The crime without getting their ducks in a row, interviewing witnesses, it was just crazy. Obviously designed to keep the looting and burning and mob violence to a minimum. Yeah, and a number of people, Chris Christie has said that. Um, Jonathan Turley of uh, George Washington Law School has said that. A no- number of prominent you know, lawyer thinkers have said he shouldn't have been charged at all, let alone you, know, you end up with this trial that you think was clearly a miscarriage of justice. He shouldn't have even been charged. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Kind of ugly. You know, I hope we can squeeze in a little discussion NPR with an article about a different self-defense case and how they're saying, how activists are saying it's the same. It's the same one. All of the facts are different. And it makes me wonder how in the world can you have a political discussion with somebody willing to do that or that twisted? But anyway, back to Kyle Rittenhouse, who came off as a, uh, a well-spoken, incredibly sincere uh, Boy Scout type to me in the interview. Jack, what do you think? Absolutely. I, I, I think he did himself great good. I think it'd be great for him if everybody in America could see that. I don't see how you could watch that and come away from it thinking he's an evil white supremacist. There is nothing ever, ever, ever to time to any white supremacist group. He was well uh, well known as a militia member. Remember that? He's never been part of He doesn't even know what a militia is. I think in his mind... He wasn't associating Black Lives Matter, which he says he supports, and I believe him. Um, I don't think in his mind he was associating the Black Lives Matter thing with what was going on in downtown at night. They were two well, the separate people things. people he ran into were a bunch of white criminals with yeah, long records. Exactly. Just wanting to smash things and hurt people. Yeah. Let's uh, hear some of it. Why don't we start with number 20? Well, it actually started on August 24th. Um, I was working my job as a lifeguard at the RecPlex in Kenosha County. And then the riots were still going on and a curfew was implied. So I went to Dominic Black's house and I stayed the night over there and saw the videos of the riots and the arson going on. Um, What did you think of it? It was upsetting because Kenosha is my community. um, And I just was upset seeing my community up in flames. You know, the whole crossed state lines thing doesn't matter anyway. It's meaningless, but it's just one more inaccuracy. He didn't bring her gun across state lines. None of that. None of it. Uh, why don't you, let's have him go through uh, the various encounters he had. Start with 21. The first time I saw Rosenbaum was the first time he threatened to kill me. It was at the corner of the car source lot that I was at primarily that night. And uh, I was asking people if they need a medical, and he came up to me and Ryan Balch, and he said, if I catch any of you MFers alone, I'm going to effing kill you. Had you ever seen him before? I have not. It was, it was quite shocking. I was like, why would somebody threaten to kill me? I'm just asking if people need help on both sides. I was, I was there just to help anybody that needed, and shockingly, the only people I helped that night were rioters. Rosenbaum, by the way, who uh, the Joy Reid crowd on MSNBC, I heard this multiple times uh, over the weekend. Let's play, pray for him and his family as they are, uh, have to deal with a further injustice of having their loved one uh, murdered and then the killer let go. The scumbag who is out there saying, I'm going to murder you if I get you alone, who's who's committed horrifying crimes his whole life, that guy? What, what? Joey Reed said no. He was protesting for black dignity and black lives. That's that's. I don't understand what you're trying to accomplish with that. Yeah, I don't know either. Let's find out. Do you think that's helping your actual Black Lives Matter cause by trying to conflate these issues? I think they've gotten so far bullying people and terrifying them into silence. They think that's still going to work. They don't understand that more and more people are are waking up to how twisted they and their their arguments are. I, at least I think that would, you know, the uh, events in Virginia, the governor's election, et cetera, to some extent, I would suggest suggest that. Uh, anyway, more on this uh, this uh, uh, man, the true victim, this civil rights crusader, Mr. Rosenbaum, 22. There was actually a second time he said to the group, um, he, he said, 
this is the second time he threatened to kill everybody. He said, I'm going to I'm gonna effing kill you. I'm going to cut your hearts out, you effing N-words. Did any of the rioters try and calm him down or stop him? They were, like, disassociating with him because he was, like, spewing the N-word around, and they just didn't seem to want to have anything to deal with them, the rioters. Yeah. In, in any other context, a white guy using the N-word is a, you're canceled from everything forever. I mean, that's just a line you cannot cross. But this guy, lifetime horrifying criminal, who is there just destroying stuff and threatening to kill people, gets a pass? Because you got this weird white supremacy narrative you're running? I just, I don't get the whole thing. Right, yeah. Yeah, just crazy. What happened next? Clip 23. He tried to grab my gun. I was running away. There was a gunshot behind me. After I shoot him, I run around the car because I was going to go render first aid to him. I wasn't able to because then there was a mob forming and calling for my execution to get him and kill him. And that's when I try to run to the police line and get to the police. And then I am attacked again. By the, by the guy who kicked you? By, by jump kick man, yes. So then he describes being kicked in the head, hit in the head with rocks, bashed in the head with a skateboard, etc. before he shot two other people, one fatally. Um, and again, they're just it was such a clear case of self-defense. I mean, just unbelievable. What of all the people, including the presidential candidate, uh, Mr. Biden, who said horrible things about him, 26? What did you make of the president of the United States calling you a white supremacist? Mr. President, if I could say one thing to you, I would urge you to go back and watch the trial and understand the facts before you make a statement. That's not a small thing to be called that. No, it's... It's actual malice defaming my character for him to say something like that. And then what of his actual beliefs? One more. Let's do 27. Why do you think people were burning car source? What does that have to do with civil rights? I I don't know. I think it was opportunists taking advantage of the BLM movement. I, I agree with the BLM movement. I agree everybody has the right to protest and assemble, but I do not agree that people have the right to burn down. I don't I don't appreciate that people are burning down American cities to yeah. try to spread their message. I think there's other ways to go around and do that. Let's not do that again, where we let cities just get overrun by mobs of lunatics uh, destroying stuff and claim that's somehow justified. Let's right. not do that again, because you're going to end up... It's amazing that we didn't have more of these situations. Well, and there are so many pearl clutchers, whether in the, the media or whatever, who say, well, it was a righteous protest that got fiery, and then it got violent, and then there was looting, and then there was burning, and then there was widespread destruction. So since it started legitimate, I just don't know. It's not that complicated. The minute people start breaking the law, enforce the law. Yeah, I never used to understand the Orwell quote of the the hardest thing to do is to see what's right in front of your face. But if you got, you know, if you got your mind made up about various things, apparently it's hard to see that. Wait a second. People smashing the window of that jewelry store and filling their pockets full of jewelry is not protesting for racial justice in our criminal system. Right. It's opportunists, like Kyle Rittenhouse said. You can't see what's right in front of your face because you got your mind set on we're trying to fix the, you know, unarmed black men being shot thing. But this right. has got nothing to do with it.
By the way, speaking of opportunists, he goes into some detail about his first two lawyers who exploited him for as much cash as they could raise on the Internet and actually uh, more or less ordered him to stay in jail just to keep himself safe, safe because they knew they could raise a lot more money if he was in jail. And so they let him rot in jail for 87 days. He didn't get a shower for like a month and a half. Oh, my Took God. Took a shower and he said his skin was falling off. And the guys just pocketed the money, the lawyers? Well, a million kind of, dollars. sort of. Uh, they're now fighting over it. Okay. They're fighting over the bond but money and was, everything. But that was their intention. Oh, yeah. They're absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Crooked opportunists, in my opinion. Wow. That's a, so that's now a, there's a legal battle over that. That's an unreported part of the story. Yeah, we could touch on it in uh, the award-winning hour four of the show. Uh, many of you folks don't get it live or whatever you can get. I forgot. Hour four of via podcast, armstrongandgetty.com, or wherever you like to get your podcast. Hey, the reason I'm pushing the merch is if you want to get it in time to give it as a Christmas gift, you really should get on it now. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Some great LGB stuff. Oh, so popular. I wear it all the time. Hats, cups, hoodies, all kinds of different stuff. armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.